You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Wednesday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and after you get done listening to this show, I highly recommend you go check out the Locked On Big Ten podcast. There is simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Big Ten Ben Stevens and the Locked On Big Ten podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast at. And on today's show, we are continuing our NFL draft coverage. We are joined by Luke Braun from Locked On Vikings to break down what Amir Smith-Marset brings to the team. We also talk a little bit about Nate Stanley. So that's going to be coming up in just a few short seconds. If you hadn't had an opportunity to do so yet, I highly recommend you go check out our interviews with Patrick McCaffrey, Philip Abracha, Brendan Swanson, and Blake Guerin. Uh, sorry, Brendan Swafford, excuse me, and then Blake Guerin uh, had some phenomenal conversations with them uh, talking about, for Blake and Brendan, the recruiting aspect for Patrick and, and you know Philip talking about what the Iowa basketball team is going to look like next year. Really enjoyed those conversations. And we also did a spring preview with Celia Palermo from WQAD. So check out all of that from last week. We have shows every single day this week. So let's get into our Wednesday morning episode right now, talking to Luke Braun about Amir Smith-Marset. All right, y'all, we are continuing our draft coverage, talking to host of the Lockdown NFL channels about the players from Iowa football program that did get selected by their teams and we are joined by luke braun of locked on vikings to talk about amir smith marset luke how are you doing today though i'm doing great man how are you i'm doing great dude um your voice is very calming i, I appreciate it i've <laughs> been uh, i've been on calls for the last like nine hours and your voice is very like calm i, I can respect that um so you should we hear are... me after a loss <laughs> oh i'm sure is it bad uh no i play meditation music and we 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 all uh meditate together <laughs> Are you the show serious? gets really weird in season. Wait, are you serious right now? Yeah. Oh my gosh, People, I thought you were joking. No, I'm not joking at all. I've absolutely done that on Locked On Vikings. If you are a Vikings fan and you're mad after a loss, come hang out and we'll we'll all kumbaya. I love it. Well, the good thing is a lot of Iowa fans are Vikings fans. That's the one of the few states, you know, states touching us since Iowa doesn't have right. a, a pro football team. So there's probably going to be some some people joining your show. My uh, my way of meditating, I guess you could say, after a loss is I record with. Uh, one of the former Iowa wide receivers, Matt Vandenberg, and he explains to me why I shouldn't be that upset. And I say, you're probably right. You know better than me. And that's how we get over it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Luke, you, the Vikings selected Amir Smith-Marset in the draft mm -hmm. this year. Amir Smith-Marset was, I would argue, maybe a Twitter favorite. A lot of people had him as a Twitter crush. You see the speed. You see the return skills. You see some of the highlight plays. Um, getting selected by the Minnesota Vikings in the fifth round. I want to get your instant react or not your instant, your just general reaction. When you saw that pick come across the board, what were your thoughts? Yeah, as a fifth round pick, the expectations are never going to be set that high. So to pay that out for me, he just has to kind of make the team for a bunch of years. I think he could do that, right? Um, especially considering that the wide receiver group after Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen is pretty thin so if he can beat out like chad bb and kj osborne who didn't even get on the field from scrimmage last year that it shouldn't be that tall of an order um and so if he can kind of pay out some of that juice that he had in college and if he can you know translate that to the nfl level absolutely not to mention the idea of you know getting the kick returner job um and yeah i i 
didn't know much about him because I just I, I don't really have time to look into that deep into the draft. Once we're in day three, it's past, you know, kind of the research that I've done. So most of what I've uh, done has been after the fact, after they drafted him. Um, and it seems like a, a really interesting way to get kind of an, a, a horizontal element to the offense and an interesting kind of uh, competition element for guys who have kind of been mainstays on the roster, like Chad Beebe and Ola B.C. Johnson, who are very much uninspiring uh, depth pieces and guys that, like, if you do want to get that wide receiver three job, like, it's there if he's got the 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 juice to take it. Yeah. I mean, I think the interesting thing about Amir Smith-Marset, he was under-recruited coming out of high school. And although Iowa's wide receiver position or wide receiver group was pretty dismal when he joined, he did get a lot of snaps as a true freshman. He was able to battle into that spot despite being a very unheralded recruit. And as I asked the next question, I'll look up the, the actual numbers there. So definitely an opportunity there. Um, what do you think he can really provide in this offense? So, because, you know, it seems like I don't watch a lot of Vikings football, right? To be fair, I, I'm a Broncos fan. I also just don't like the Vikings, um, to, to be fair. But it seems like the Vikings... Neither the Vikings fans. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it's, a rough, it's always rough to be a Minnesota fan. I feel like there's just a lot of depression and uh, yeah. bad things happening. But it feels like the offense does like to go vertical quite a bit with Kirk Cousins. Um, obviously, you have Adam Thielen. You have Justin Jefferson. Um, what do you feel like they're missing for that third wide receiver spot then? Yeah, it's tough because with Jefferson and Thielen, like the whole point of them is that they kind of can do anything you want. Like if you want to set up like a bubble screen or something, they can do that. If you want to run Mills, you know, two deep routes, you can do that with them. You can put them both outside. You can put them both in the slot. You can kind of attack however you want with them. And that's sort of the point of why those two players are kind of such a special duo um, with but but what they that typically means is that they're going to send those guys deep a lot because why send them shallow when you can send them deep, right? Um, and, and go for the bigger chunk plays. So there's a lot of, I mean, it's a zone run scheme. And what a zone run scheme means, a lot of play action bootlegs, a lot of, you know, roll out and try to huck it 35, down, 35 yards down the field um, with, you know, a horizontal stretch. And so if Jefferson and Thielen are busy doing that, what you get with somebody like Smith Marset, who, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't much of a deep burner. That's not his style. Um, not, not in the Iowa offense. I think there's an opportunity there, but Iowa's offense didn't really allow that. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, somebody who doesn't have a lot of that on tape, at least. Yep. That's the guy you can chuck it to underneath, or you can set up screens to, or you can set, like, uh, they love running tunnel screens, but they're running tunnel screens to, like, tight ends right now because they don't have a, a wide receiver to do it. So, and you know, they ran it to like Justin Jefferson a couple times, but why are you running tunnel screens with him? Send him deep, yep. let him do the deep thing that we know he's good at. And if Smith Marset can win that third wide receiver job, then he can be a guy out of the slot running little whip outs, blaze out routes or not blaze out little uh, pivot routes and stuff like that. Uh, tunnel screens, kind of the after catch oriented stuff that takes, I, I call it a horizontal element, you know, or yep. shallow cross, that kind of thing. Get him the ball underneath, try to get him to make a play. Um, that would be an excellent production to get out of a fifth round pick if only he can do it better than Chad Beebe, which is not that much to ask. All right, yeah, one pause in the conversation. I hope you are enjoying the insight Luca was providing on Amir Smith-Marset as much as I did. I do want to tell you about Built Bar, though, because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market today. Built Bar has so many phenomenal flavors, and there's really a flavor for everyone. If you like fruity, they got that. They got the cherry. They got the the uh, raspberry. If you like sweets, they got mint brownie, double chocolate, and all these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. So regardless, you can get that sweet and savory all in one. And 
Not only are these bars absolutely delicious, they're healthy for you too. I have been on the market for a, or for a protein bar for so long, and I finally found it with Built Bar. My favorite flavor is mint brownie. In that mint brownie Built Bar, it packs 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. It's the perfect either breakfast replacement, post-workout snack, midday snack, whatever you might be or whatever you might need. It gives you the macros and the taste that you want. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Yeah, when I looked at the past distribution breakdown, um, I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but it was like 9% or 8% of the targets went to wide receivers three on in the entire season, which is uh, not exactly what you want. Because they all stink, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So definitely an opportunity for Amir Smith-Marset. Minnesota didn't have exactly the best return game in the league last year. Second worst. Next to only whatever happened to the Chargers. I was trying to uh, apparently make Minnesota sound better than they were, so that's uh, good on me, I guess. But Amir Smith-Marset was known for his kick return ability in college. Um, A dynamic returner uh, averaged, I think, 29.3 yards per return um, throughout his career. So that's a phenomenal get. But Minnesota also made an interesting selection in the fourth round. Another guy out of the state of Iowa from a college perspective, I'm going to absolutely butcher his name. (laughs) So if you can help me out, that'd be phenomenal. Um, I don't know if you've tried, but... Uh, uh, it's Kene Nwangwu, I believe. Cool. Yeah, I don't pay a lot of attention to the backup Iowa State running backs, but I do know that he is a speedster <laughs> as well. And Vikings also, do. Yeah. <laughs> also has some returnability, but do you feel like... Um, what are their plans with him, and how does that impact Amir Smith-Marset, considering he has returnability as well? So they'll they'll compete for it. That's the, the long and short of it. Um, basically, every year you will start, if you watch their kick return drills, they've got about 12 people rotating, taking the kicks while, um, or taking the punts, you know, because they'll also have a punter competition. So there will be drills in camp where both the punters are going to kind of trade off and they'll be kind of doing the punter competition, right? And trying to, uh, you know, kick them high and stuff like that. And you will probably have two different groups of people all rotating in trying to catch them. And basically whoever drops one last gets the job. <laughs> um, so, and, and, you know, of course there's preseason and all that stuff too, but Basically, they're going to have a ton of people. They ask just they ask have Amir Abdullah back there. They'll have BB back there. They'll have Adam Thielen back there. They'll have uh, Nwangwu and Smith Marset back there. They'll have everybody back there. So it's just this big giant kicking competition. And their philosophy is whoever comes out of that has to be at least so good, right? Um, and they'll have KJ Osborne, who they drafted in 2020. And the Vikings have had an abysmal return game ever since Marcus Sherrill's kind of got too long in the tooth to do the job anymore. Um, who was their guy, you know, former gopher, their guy for for like a decade. Um, so they've been kind of looking for that guy to take both return jobs, punting and kicking. Now, I don't believe any of the either of the rookie uh, returners this year have punt return Correct. Uh, experience. If I if I. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so that definitely does not. I know he, he was always he always wanted to, but they just wouldn't put him back there. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe, he, I mean, he'll probably get a chance to try out for it in camp, right? Why not, you know, throw him in the, give him some reps, why not? Yeah. But, um, so it'll all be a big competition, but they've taken this return job, like, really seriously. They drafted, part of the reason they drafted Mike Hughes in 2018 in the first round was kick returner acumen, and of course he hasn't been able to stay healthy. They draft, they spent a fifth round pick on it last year, now they spent a fourth and a fifth round pick on guys, I mean, Nwangu, like, He's probably going to mostly be a returner. He's yeah. not going to take running back reps away from Dalvin Cook. 
Yeah. Um, and Smith Marset probably will have to, you know, find his way on special teams as well to to get, you know, suited up for game day. And then that's how you get your wide receiver reps. And then, you know, you get a couple of good plays and suddenly you've kind of carved your spot. Um, but that's so it for for anybody going into the pros from college to the pros special teams is your avenue toward more opportunities if you can be good enough on special teams to make the team look at a guy like Dan Chisena last year out of Penn State undrafted free agent dude was playing track 18 months ago and he actually makes the 53 man roster because they were so excited about him on special teams turned out to be a disaster but he made the team and he got opportunities <laughs> and he got a, he got his pads on on Sundays that's sometimes that's all it takes um, and then you know it gets you in more wide receiver drills, gets you developing, gets you learning more, you know, route nuance and stuff, though I don't think that's a problem for Smith-Marset or anything, but, nope. you know, it gets you developing and getting more more of your skill set. So, yeah, that, it's an avenue to a to a, a greater end, um, but for the returner job itself, yeah, he, he will not be short on competition. I love it, man. So it sounds like Amir Smith-Marset has a path to playing time. Minnesota Vikings wide receivers after Thielen and Jefferson definitely needs um, some improvement. So definitely some opportunity there for Smith-Marset. One other guy I want to talk about on the Minnesota Vikings roster is Nate Stanley. Are we ever going to see Nate Stanley play? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, here's the thing. So Nate Stanley, when he was coming out, right, big arm, nothing else. Um, that is not going to be good enough in the NFL. And as a seventh round pick, who was their 14th pick of that draft? Like absolutely just, oh, we got this one. They had him targeted as a free agent and didn't want to bother with a bidding war. So they drafted him and that's pretty much it. But otherwise it's just like a guy who might come along, who might surprise you in camp. Maybe he plays better. And Hey, if he plays better than you think, and he turns out to be a real quarterback, I mean, it's quarterback, right? You can't overspend on that. So go for it. Um, but he, Ended up below Jake Browning on um in in the the quarterback room. God, and Jake in, Browning's not that good. No, uh, <laughs> he's so Jake Browning has been a really good whiteboard guy too. So as part in, in terms of just like a guy in the quarterback room helping Kirk Cousins prepare week to week, they they value you know if you're good in that room like that has value to them because if it makes Kirk Cousins better, you know it adds to your quarterback play and that's really valuable. Yep. So that, you know, and, and uh, they just drafted Kellen Mond also who has, who his coaches just swear by him as a whiteboard guy too. Um, I, I haven't heard much either way about Nate Stanley in that regard. I think it's going to be really, really hard for Nate Stanley to make the roster this year. Um, maybe they stash him on the practice squad again. You know, last year they had extra practice squad slots. There was kind of no reason not to. Um, but so far, pretty much everything Nate Stanley has done with the Vikings has been done because why not? And not because he's like justified it. Um, so he, he just hasn't played well. And, you know, it probably just ends up being a guy that is more remembered in Iowa than he is in Minnesota. Uh, and there's a lot of seventh round picks like that. That's how it goes. Yeah, no, definitely. I appreciate all your insight, Luke. Really appreciate you talking to me about Amir Smith-Marset and Nate Stanley. I know you probably don't get a lot of questions about Nate Stanley. Probably aren't talking about the fourth string quarterback <laughs> too often. So happy you to would be surprised. Really? <laughs> yeah, there's a guy. So we I, on uh, Lockdown Vikings Twitter Tuesday. We do mailbag every Tuesday. There is a guy whose whole thing is Nate Stanley for starter that asks a question every week about like, is it time? Is it finally time to put the, put the big arm guy in? Pretty sure it's all a joke, but I choose to believe that it isn't. <laughs> that is honestly phenomenal. I think this makes is it you? recording. It's definitely not me. I'm not. Are you guy. sure? I'm pretty sure. I might just start trolling you now and start asking that question too, just for fun. But it is sure certainly is not me. That's hilarious. Well, Luke, I appreciate you joining. Where can the folks find you at? Since there is a lot of overlap and fandom between Vikings fans and Iowa Hawkeye fans. 
Yeah, of course. You can find Locked On Vikings. Uh, it's just like this show, Daily Show, every Monday through Friday. Um, you can find it wherever you find this show, Odyssey, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, when Apple Podcasts is behaving. <laughs> um, you can also find my writings at zonecoverage.com. That is a website that writes about all Minnesota sports. I write about the Vikings there. Um, and you can also find me every Tuesday on the Locked On NFL podcast, hosting with Ross Jackson, who does Locked On Saints. We're the Tuesday guys. I did not realize you're on Locked On NFL on Tuesdays. Well, that's, I learned mm-hmm. something new as well. Lou, thank you so much, buddy. Have a great day, and uh, go check out Luke's work wherever you can get it at. All right, y'all, and that does it for our conversation with Luke Braun on the show today. Appreciate his insight. If you are a Vikings fan, definitely go check out his Locked On Vikings show. He does the exact same thing, hosting that show every Monday through Friday, covering all the misery for the Minnesota Vikings that has happened every single year. So Luke Braun is a fantastic host on our network. I do want to tell you about betonline.ag before we get into segment number three of the show. We're going to talk about the Connor McCaffrey rumors. Betonline.ag, though, is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. You get all the news, odds, and info for your sporting news or for sporting needs, excuse me, for the MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA. They also have fantastic stuff to bet on. Outside of that, you want to bet on presidential elections, you can do that. You want to bet on the baby name of a royal baby, you can do that. Uh, all those things can be done at betonline.ag. So it's not just limited to sports, and it's also not limited to those states where legal gambling or legal online gambling is possible. You can do it in any single state. So check that out, betonline.ag. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website to get your free account and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, y'all, we're going to get into segment three. Just want to address the Connor McCaffrey rumors that were fueled by poor journalism all around. And, and if you don't want to rant, maybe maybe don't listen to this part of the show, but I, I'm very frustrated by the necessity it seems like for journalists to be first as opposed to write. And especially when it comes from a site that's hosted on the SB nation network, wide right natty light. I have been they're honestly an embarrassment to sports writing in my personal opinion. Um, <laughs> they do have some, you know, some content out there that's all right. But I think for the most part, they operate in that, satirical line of are you actually providing any content worth consuming and I truly don't believe that they mostly are now that being said they created an article and what really became an issue of this is when an idiot on Twitter who is supposedly a Hall of Fame writer picked this up so what wide right Natty Light basically said was they posted a satirical article basically saying Connor McCaffrey was tired of living with his father. I'll, I'll read the, actually the article to you. It said, Iowa basketball head coach and disappointed father, Fran McCaffrey, shocked the world today by announcing that he is entering his firstborn son, Connor, into the NCAA transfer portal. After 22 years of Connor relying on his father for housing, food, Wi-Fi, and a single cold embrace each year on his birthday, Fran, red-faced and yelling indiscriminately at passerby, passersby, has apparently grown tired of his second favorite child's presence in the McCaffrey home. That is not... I mean, clearly, if you read it, right, that's that's clearly just a joke. Um, I think posting stuff like that, though, especially when you're supposed to be a, a site for analysis and insight, 
is pretty poor taste in my opinion. But what's more poor taste is the fact that a writer actually picked it up and went with it. So Dick Weiss at Hoops Weiss, H-A or H-O-O-P-S-W-E-I-S-S. You'll remember him. He's also the guy who reported that Jordan Bohannon was returning, despite the fact that Jordan Bohannon never actually said that. He said, report on Connor McCaffrey transfer came from SB Nation and appears on Microsoft News Sports. I can't verify it. It seems so strange. Family has always been close. Disregarded until further notice. This comes after he posted a tweet that was later deleted saying that that was actually happening. This is truly ridiculous. Let me read his bio to you. National Sports Writer Hall of Fame, Kurt Gowdy Award, award-winning columnist for New York Daily News covering college basketball for 8,000 years. He's an embarrassment. Um, but anyways, this started a whole conversation whether or not Connor McCaffrey is transferring. Connor McCaffrey is not transferring. Anyone who thought he was is ridiculous. Now, I know some of y'all aren't the biggest Connor McCaffrey fans. I think Connor McCaffrey brings an element to this team that no one else does. Uh, he does so many little things so well. So even if you saw this and got excited, you shouldn't have. I think Connor McCaffrey is a phenomenal player on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Is he going to be an NBA player? No. Is he going to be a pro basketball player? No. Does he have a lot of faults? 100%. He can't shoot the ball very well. He's getting better at that. But he does manage the offense really well. He gives a consistent presence who's not going to turn the ball over. He's a great inbounder. He's probably the highest IQ basketball player on the team. Um, those are things you can't – I mean, there's a reason why a sprained ankle and all, he came in to inbound the ball in a game this season, despite the fact that he wasn't going to be able to play once the ball got into the the you know court. So anyone who is, like, happy with this I think is ridiculous. I also think just be very careful with the journalism you are consuming. This goes for everything out there. So many dumb people have an opportunity to speak and act as if their truths or what they say are truth, just like Sir Boat or Sir Dummy who thought he was being – uh, news breaking. Don't give those people the time of day. Focus on the people who are actually reliable sources. Um, and you, I can assure you, I am never going to be a person that is going to be breaking news for you. If you're looking for breaking news, that is not my wheelhouse. I do not want to be wrong. I think it's too important to be right, especially when it comes to these student athletes' lives, that I would never be breaking news. I will just be reacting to the news. So if you're looking for that here, I'm not necessarily the right person to, to, to be giving that to you. Definitely check out some of the other fantastic Iowa beat reporters um, that are covering the team. That was a little rant though, um, but that does do it for, for the show. Again, just be careful where you're getting your information at. Connor McCaffrey is not transferring despite idiots on Twitter saying that he is. Connor McCaffrey is a great teammate and a person to have on the Iowa Hawkeyes and uh, that would just be absolutely ass nine if that actually happened. So that does do it for our show today. We will be back tomorrow though. So stay tuned for that. If you like the show, give us that five-star review wherever you found this podcast at and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want more Locked On content, you got to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast at. So that's where you can get some more Locked On content. Also check out Locked On Big Ten. And we'll be back tomorrow, Hawkeye Nation. Thank you for your love, your listenership, and as always, your support. Have a fantastic Wednesday, and let's go Hawks.